Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Bree, and as I shared with this author before we hit record, I am fangirling because I love her and her books so much. Author Kaylee Newell is joining me. Kaylee, first and foremost, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And um, with this being your first time on the podcast, can you, the like terrible question, but I have to ask, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I live in Oregon with my family. I have two daughters, a 20-year-old and a and a 17-year-old, and I'm married to a pretty great guy. And we have dogs galore. And I started writing... Um, well, I've been writing ever since I was little. I, my both my parents were writers, so I just I just grew up wanting to do exactly what they were doing. And um, but it wasn't until um, my girls were babies that I started entering con- contests, and um, I I started doing okay in the contests, and that just kind of made me want to do more and more and more. And then um, my husband was like, "Well, you know, why don't you?" try writing a book because I'd always wanted to write a book. So I made a goal to try to write a book before I turned 40. And I did. And then the rest is history. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) I did have some, I wanted to talk writing with you, but first let's, let's get into some, I have some icebreakers. So first things that come to mind, Mm -hmm. this one I don't want it to be too hard, but what are okay. two of your favorite things? I was going to say three, but I was like, let's do two. Oh, Anything that comes to mind. Anything that comes to mind. I like to eat. <laughs> I <laughs> love food. That sounds pretty weird, but I just look forward to eating every day. Like, um, I, I just, I, I love to sit down and eat. We went to uh, out to dinner last night. That's one of my favorite things to do with my husband. We uh, got some really good pizza and had some wine. And um, so that's something I really like to do. The other thing would have to be walking my dogs. I love walking my dogs. It's like um, such a good way to to relax. And I get actually some of my best ideas when I'm walking the dogs. So yeah, those are, those are things I like to do. What is your favorite color to wear? Blue. Yes. Blue. Hands down. I'm wearing blue now. I'm wearing blue sweatpants and blue shoes. I'm I'm wearing a blue t-shirt and dark blue leggings. Although we're twinsies. (laughs) Yeah, we're twinning. (laughs) Um, Who is one of your most read authors? Like someone, if you look at their bibliography, you're like, yep, I've read a lot of them. These are such good questions. Um, well, I have to like jazz it up because I was like, this is Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queen Kaylee. Um, <laughs> um, that's a great question because I love Stephen King. He's like, he's my favorite author ever. And um, I've read most of his stuff, not so much his newer stuff, but his backlist, almost everything I've read. Um, and then Leanne Moriarty, I Mm. love her books. I mean, she's just like, she's a comfort author of mine. Like I've read some of her books two or three times and, um, they just never get old. So, yeah. Um, 
Stephen King I wasn't expecting, but I love that because I'm a horror fan. I don't really read it that much, but I'm a mm-hmm. horror movie fan. Me Book-wise, too. like what is your starter pack? If you haven't read Stephen King, read this one first. Oh, my all-time favorite. Well, it's hard to, it's like picking a, your favorite child. It's like mm-hmm. so hard to do. Well, you can't do it. But um, I would say Bag of Bones is one of my all-time favorite Stephen King books because it's just a ghost story. It's just oh, a really a ghost good story. ghost story and it's creepy and scary, but there's with Stephen King, he's just such a good writer. He's he's a great horror writer, but he's just such a good writer in general that there's kind of romance weaved throughout it and tender moments and he's just so good. So that's a really really good one and also um, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon is also one of my favorites uh, by him. And that is kind of a different Stephen King book because the horror isn't really, it's not really right in your face. It's it from the perspective of a nine-year-old girl who gets lost in the woods and she survives in the woods for several days on her own. And it's just her fear of what a little kid would be scared of you know, and it kind of takes you back to that feeling when you're a little kid and is there a monster underneath the bed? And if I look, somebody's going to snatch me kind of thing. Um, but those are really good books, but I could go on and on about his. I just, I, I love his writing. So good. I don't know what it is. I have just never, and some of my favorite movies are like, adapted from his books and I'm like I don't know why I haven't actually read it yeah yeah there's some great movies from his books but I yeah if I had to tell you to pick one up if you like horror Bag of Bones is really really good it's scary I mean it's like it's one of those books that you I don't know if you'd be able to do it at night by yourself it's pretty scary but the girl who loved Tom Gordon is just I feel like I feel like anybody could read that and not be scared, really. It's just it's just a great book. So, yeah, either one of those would be good to start with. What is a song that has gotten stuck in your head recently? Oh, that's a good question. Um, actually, I was just singing last night. This is terrible because I don't know who who sings it. But it's the, um, why do birds suddenly appear? Oh, the carpenters. <laughs> yeah, the carpenters every time you are here. Oh, yeah. yeah, such a beautiful song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I Because I watched Parenthood a couple nights ago, you know, the old one with Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene in there where they're singing that song. And so I, I actually was singing <laughs> yesterday but I'm proud of myself because I know most of the words so I can sing it from start <laughs> to finish much to my husband's dismay <laughs> I cannot hold a tune you do not I can't either I can't either song. but yes I will sing at the top of my lungs and my husband too is just like whatever she's just doing her thing right right let's get the earplugs out <laughs> Well, I love hearing romance origin stories. So can you share with us how you became a romance reader? Um, well, it, this is one of my favorite stories to tell. My dad passed away a couple of years ago and he was my, I mean, it's cliche to say it, but my dad was my hero. He was just, I looked up to him in every way. And 
he was a writer. He was a free, freelance writer. And um, he, I remember as a kid, he would get jobs, like he would um, write menus for restaurants and stuff. And that's the first like taste I got of like copywriting where it's like, you look at these little advertisements and it's like, oh, a copywriter wrote that, you know? And he would write, he would, he would describe how the pancakes tasted with the butter and stuff on the menu. Anyway, that's what, that's what he did. And, um, he decided he got a wild hair probably when I was in middle school that he wanted to write a romance for Harlequin. And so he went out and he got all of these category romances. I mean, like a stack of them. And he put them on his desk and he was going to read all those books for research. And I discovered those books. He didn't know it. (laughs) And my mom didn't know it. I was probably in like sixth or seventh grade. And I snuck every single one of those books and read them, you know, from cover to cover. I mean, it was for research, right? It was for research. Yes, it was for research. (laughs) Right, right. And I was hooked. I mean, I was hooked. I actually remember sitting there thinking, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. And it was for Harlequin specifically. And I just, I thought, I just want to do this so badly. So fast forward, I don't know. 25 years. And then that's when I started, you know, writing and submitting to contests, never thinking that I would actually be able to write an entire book. And then one thing led to another. And I met some really supportive friends in the writing community. And my family was really supportive. And of course, my mom and dad were, you know, they were like my biggest cheerleaders aside from my husband. And um, that's what I decided to do. And of course, you know, you like to write what you like to read. And I always, always, even with my short stories, all my short stories would have an element of romance in them, like all of them, even the, because I like to write paranormal too, and all my paranormal would have romance in them. So that's, I just leaned into it. And that's how I started writing romance. So. Yeah. So I, you shared that both of your parents were writers. So it sounds Mm -hmm. like you don't really know a life without writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a part of my world forever, ever since I can remember. My mom was, um, she was an English teacher. That's how, you know, we paid the bills. And my dad was a freelance writer, but she wrote poetry on the side. And um, yeah, I just, I grew up in that world. So. Bless your mom's heart. I, I I teach sixth grade English, and oh. it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, teachers are just incredible beings. So my hat off to you, seriously. So having like, um, you know, the sneaking for research, Dad. I love that Dad wanted to write Harlequin and got I know. Harlequin. It was, was like he best. was a man before his time. He, <laughs> he was, was. Just, you know. <laughs> I just loved that. And I wish he had done it because he was very talented. There's no doubt in my mind that he could have done it. It, He just kind of, you know, let it pass. And, but, um, yeah. Did you you know at the time, like, what line, was he aspire? Like, did he want to write presents or did he want to write like a romance? I don't know that he ever really nailed down the line, but I know that he wanted to do a category romance. 
you oh, know I love that yeah. so much so yeah I I I he had all of them and I read all of them and <laughs> I, I remember just literally literally I would read them underneath my blanket with a flashlight it was like so cliche but that's how I learned about relationships I was a third kid and I'm sure you know people who are second third fourth children can relate it's like once your third fourth kid comes along you kind of forget to you know do the birds and bees I my parents never gave me the birds and bees talk ever Mm -hmm. and I learned about sex from the from those romance books and I learned about relationships and um friendships and I just I learned so much from those books so so once you um decided like this is what I want to do and and having grown up in an environment with writers who sound like they were you know obviously you're you have the support there what Mm -hmm. did you craft wise what did you feel like you had to learn oh yeah, that's a good question. Especially because you read so much of them, you yeah. know, beforehand. Yeah. Looking back, I learned so much just by doing it. You know, yeah. it's like I I love to read and that that was basically my foundation is just reading so much and, you know, writing the type of things that I read, but there's so much more to writing as we all know. It's like, um, you know, you've got to learn all the ins and outs and it's, I I just learned so much by doing it. And honestly, those contests taught me so much about craft. Um, Mm -hmm. They probably taught me more than any classes that I took or any books that I read on craft. Although I am leaving out, one very important Stephen King book and that's on writing. And if mm-hmm. you, if you haven't read that one, you definitely should read that one. Cause he, it's a combination of his childhood and how he came to be a writer and also advice on craft. And I read that at the very beginning of my writing journey. And that's, um, I still think about that book and the advice that he has in there. So I just, I would say the biggest thing is I just learned by doing it and yeah. trial and error and learning what was working and what wasn't working. And then when I first got published, um, I published with a very small digital publisher called Beachwalk Press. They were so wonderful. And I learned really how to write a book through Beachwalk, through the editing process and the polishing process and um, looking back there, it just, it kind of makes my head spin. Cause there's so much that I learned throughout those years, you know, and I'm still learning still. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's probably like a constant work in progress. Like you're yes. always learning something, but I pulled up, I was like, what was Kaylee's first book? And it was, so it was a death that lingers yes. and I saw Beachwalk press and I was like, who are they? I'm always fascinated by all of these like small presses. So like, how did you find them? And like looking back on 2012, like what did it feel like the world of romance publishing that you were entering? Like, what did it feel like for you at the time? 
Well, that was right when digital publishing was becoming a, a bigger thing. And it was really, it was my big break because I had been submitting my book to Harlequin and the, the big five publishers and it just wasn't getting anywhere. It was, it was getting some, some, you know, good feedback and contests, but I just, I wasn't getting it in front of those editors that I, and agents that I really wanted it to be in front of. And, um, my critique partner, who was a dear, dear woman, her name was Nola. She passed away, um, a few years ago. Um, I miss her so much, but she was my critique partner and, um, she submitted to Beachwalk and, she talked me into submitting my book to Beach Walk 2, and I did. And um, I heard back within a, a few weeks, which in this business is unheard of. It usually takes a lot longer than that. And um, they said they wanted it, and it, it was just, it was amazing. It was so great. And it was digital only, but it, it, would, it just felt like, it felt huge to me. Huge. And... Good old Beachwalk. They they stuck around for a long time until finally they, uh, you know, hung it up a few years ago. But um, I, I have I have a pretty good backlist with them. So, yeah, the stuff your earlier stuff looks a lot different. Than it what is very about. different. <laughs> it is. It's so funny how your your style kind of evolves and yeah. Um. So my publisher at Thule, Jane Porter, who is also one of my heroes, she told me a while back, she gave me the best advice. Um, she was like, you need to have a brand, you know, and you need to have something that your readers can recognize from you. And that's when I started leaning into the um, small town um, romance. A lot of it is like cowboy romance. Um definite small town romance and and a lot of my stuff actually most of my stuff now is sweet it's closed door um and whereas my stuff from the earlier days was very spicy and a lot of it had suspense elements or even paranormal elements to it so it's definitely different than what I started out writing um, yeah, Miss Jane, I, I call her Miss Jane P. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so. She's a very smart lady, very wise. <laughs> she gives you advice, you need to listen. <laughs> so what would you say is like the hallmark of a Kaylee Newell romance now? Gosh, these are such good questions. I, I think I just love talking about books. It's so fun. Um I would say I really like to write about family mm -hmm. and relationships with family and how those correspond with, you know, romance and those kind of relationships and, you know, how, how they all work together. I, I like writing little kids into my books. Um, I like writing about animals. Um, I like underdog stories. I think most of my books kind of have an underdog element to them. Um, but yeah, I, 
it's interesting looking at this, trying to look from the outside in, but I definitely, I definitely have a type that I write. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to ask about your Sisters of Christmas Bay series. Um, First off, Special Edition blew my mind with how gorgeous all three covers were. When I, I remember seeing the second book's cover and I was like, what is happening? But their Sweet Coastal Reunion is like one of the books of my heart. Like I love really? that book so much. So That makes can, me so happy. Can you, I, I've been wanting to ask like authors, the behind the scenes details, like how do you come up with the series? Was there any fun behind the scenes thing, like anything that happened while you were writing it, like, um, and how you got it published with special edition. So it's kind of an all over the place question, but really I just want to know like how it came to be, like how we ended up getting it. Cause I just think that series is so fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so much. And don't they just knock it out of the park with their covers? Their covers are just beautiful and their covers just, they they encompass the stories so well. I'll just start out by saying that. Like, they captured the stories perfectly. So in this case, I feel like you can judge a book by its cover. I hope you can because I hope the stories live up to the covers because the covers are so great. But um, the fun thing about the Christmas Bay series is that Christmas Bay, which is a fictional town, is actually based on... Um, the inspiration is a real town in Oregon called Bandon and Bandon is on the coast about two and a half hours from where I live. And, um, it's just this amazingly beautiful, sweet little coastal town. And, um, so when I wrote about Christmas Bay, Bandon is what I thought about, um, you know, the storefronts and the beaches and, the people and all of it. So that's how it came to be. And I wanted to write a series about an intricate type of family dynamic. And my sister um, had some experience with fostering children when I was in high school. She's my older sister. And that always, I always came back to that and and thinking about what the relationship is with a, a a foster mother with their foster children. And, um, so I, I ended up writing about an, a woman who is aging and she's, um, she's just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she has three adult foster daughters who end up coming back to Christmas Bay to help her um, run her candy shop. And that's, that's, that's how the whole series came to be. And um, yeah, I just, I, I really, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Frances. She's the, she's the, (laughs) (laughs) she's the foster mom, but um, yeah. Yeah, I loved the scenes of her. Uh, the the Alzheimer's part was, oh, I don't know, it was just so kind of 
tough to read because she, you know, she's just trying to keep on living her life. You know, she's not really thinking about it too much. Yeah. Uh, but obviously you as the reader know that like, no, mm-hmm. this is, this is going on, but I yeah. just, Kyla and, and, and Ben and Ben had his little mm-hmm. girl and mm-hmm. they had the shop and she would just come in there. It was just, I loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you liked it. Thank you so much. I It, it was like, sometimes you like I'll read and I'm like this book just has a vibe like it has a whole like I need a whole Pinterest board for that particular book it was just very sweet um I don't know and like fun at the same time I don't know I just I loved it I really loved Kyla that means so much to me yeah I remember chatting with Susan and I was like um, is Kaylee getting any more books? Like, when is the next Kaylee? <laughs> oh, like, if I'm going to get an editor on, I have to ask. She's oh, my like, gosh. Yes. I know. Susan, I, I worship Susan. I seriously do. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want to be annoying to her. But it's like every now and then I have to kind of gush. I'm like, I'm just so happy to be writing for Harlequin. You don't even know. I'm just so happy. Yeah. So, Yeah. But it took a while, let me tell you. It took it took quite a while to get on with Harlequin. It just it it's such um it's such a journey. I think for everybody it just is a journey. Do you remember where you were when you got the call that like this series was picked up? Oh yes. I okay. was well, I was sitting in my bedroom writing and it wasn't uh it was an email. Uh, Susan had emailed me and she asked me if I had time for a phone call and I screamed. I like, of course I do. (laughs) Freaked the dogs out. I was just, and you know, this was, this was after, right after my dad had passed away and I felt, I can't really describe the just the overwhelming joy and warmth and I just I felt like he was there with me I really I not to get too sad or anything but I just felt like it was just this wonderful gift and so after I got done screaming and um I had to call my husband and actually I think I drove down to his work (laughs) that's what I did and then I had to go see my mom and tell her and I mean, it was this euphoria for days. I, I can't even describe it. I would say other than my kids being born and getting married, it was the happiest day of my life for oh, sure. Yeah, you did yeah. it. Yeah. You did it. And you did it for dad. Like dad got his chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you, right? I do. I feel like, yeah, I do. I feel like it kind of came full circle and I know that he knows and it's very special. It's special every day. It just, it does not, that feeling does not go away. So I feel very fortunate to do what I'm doing. Well, this March you are releasing the Mavericks marriage deal, which is book three in Montana Mavericks, the anniversary gift mini series. So can you tell us what your book is about? My book is, which I'm, I was so excited to have the opportunity to write a Mavericks. I'm telling you, that's another thing I'm going to beg Susan. I'm going to beg her to write another one Um, because it's just so iconic. But my book is about um, this couple, Riley and Shep, who they were childhood friends and they make a pact when they're kids that, hey, you know, you know, if we're not married by the time we're 30, 
let's marry each other. And of course, romance ensues when they see each other years later at a birthday party. And um, of course, the sparks fly and they've always been attracted to each other. But um, they just decide, hey, let's, you know, each of them have been, Shep's been getting pressure from his parents to settle down. And, you know, Riley's, you know, what could be better than pretending to be married to Shep? Cause you know, she's always kind of loved him. And, um, so they, they pretend to be married at first, um, or they pretend to be engaged at first and then they really do fall in love. And so it's, it was so fun to write that story. I loved it. What was it like, like creative wise, being part of this, the, the continuity and writing book three. Cause I mean, I think any of them can be tough. Like I, like book one has, you're the, like the starter, but then there's something about book three. It's like, I just imagine that being a, a tough and interesting, like it was you know, a creative wise spot. <laughs> it was a learning experience. And I, I really want to do another one because it, 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 it's, it's so satisfying to be mm -hmm. part of a series with other authors, especially other authors that you admire, and you get to have your own little part of that. And you, you what they do is they, they, um, they give you the information that you're going to write about and then you research. And um, then the characters get to become your own and you get to make the story your own. But it fits in with everybody else's stories, you know, obviously just because it's a series and um, it was a real learning process for me, and, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved writing that book. And I love the premise of it. That's one of my, I feel like favorite, but I don't see it that often used like plots and romances. Like, cause I used to have a best guy friend and that was one of our things. Like, well, if we're not mm -hmm. married by 30, we'll get married yep. to each other. And then we both ended uh -huh. up married. And I'm always like, you know, but I'm still glad I'm like, you know, you just, that friendship is still always there, yeah. but I'm like, I've totally done that before. <laughs> right. Right. It's like a, it's like a, a safety net, a nice yeah. safety net. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you working on anything now you can tell us about? Yeah, I am working on, so I have a, a second Christmas Bay series in the works. So I just um, finished the edits on the first book and I'm working on writing the second book. So it's a, it's a three book series. It's called Hearts on Main Street and it's about um, three cousins who come back to Christmas Bay for the reading of their grandfather's will and he ends up leaving them his antique shop um, to run for a year before they he will give them their inheritance. And they all are, the inheritance is secondary. They loved him more than anything, but they're all in a position in their lives where they actually really need the help. Um, mm -hmm. So they actually need to do this. They need to run the antique shop together for a year and get that inheritance. And it's all about how they settle back in their hometown and they're all kind of like fish out of water. And the heroine in the first book is, she was actually a weekend news anchor in Portland and she was unhappy there. And she's just t totally, you know, out of her element in Christmas Bay. 
And um, so anyway, yeah, I'm working on the second book and um, then we'll see. We'll see what happens after that. After, well, actually, I know what's going to happen after that series. I signed on um, to write another book for Thule, which I'm very excited about. The, it's going to be. I love uh, your Thule covers. Well, thank you. <laughs> I love those two. That's going to be uh, the fourth book in the Cole Brothers series that I'm going to write for Thule. And then. After that, I'll do another proposal for Harlequin and see if they'll have me back. I hope they will. I hope they will. Susan, if you're listening to this. I know. Susan. <laughs> she is. She's just like the coolest person. I totally get it. I know. I love this. So it's Hearts on Main Street? Yes. I yeah. love that so much. I cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm really liking it so far. So, Well, I have one more question for you. So knowing what you know now, because you, I feel like we're in a very special position, like you grew up around writing. So Mm -hmm. knowing what you know now, like what would you tell Kaylee at the beginning of her writing career, like before 2012, when we finally get the deal, what would you say to her? Oh, another good question. I would say, and it's the most cliche I would say, don't give up, just Mm -hmm. don't give up. And it's hard because you have to have a really thick skin in this business. And I don't naturally, I'm very, I'm sensitive and I, um, I'm a crier (laughs) and I, (laughs) I get my feelings hurt, but you have to be able to take the rejection and pick yourself up and move on. And I cannot tell you the amount of times that I I had to do that and the amount of times I thought, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do it. And I just, it's almost like I I didn't know how not to do it. Like you get to a point where it becomes this dream that you can't let go of. And it's like, I couldn't not do it. And um, I feel like that's where Beachwalk was such a blessing for me because I'm not sure if I would have made it if it wasn't for Beachwalk because I wasn't ready for those big publishers. I, I, I just wasn't. I, and I had so much more to learn and Beachwalk um, taught me that. And if I had given up... Um, you know, on, because those, those bigger publishers were like, no, and they were right to say no, they were right to say no, I was not ready. But I just, I, I, I would tell that young newbie writer, just keep going, keep, keep going through it. And I, I would hope that's what most writers would do. If that's really what they want, just keep going. There's a way, there's a way to get there. And Sometimes it's the long way and that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. I feel like you learned so much more that way. So, well, I love that you shared earlier that you kind of set a goal for yourself to like write a book by the time you turn 40. I turned mm-hmm. 38 in November and that's kind of a goal that I have. And every time Harlequin posts one of those competitions, like I think the next one is like the Romance oh. Mentors You one and it's like in May and I'm like, you can 
you got to do this or another, it's going to be another one that passes. Brie, <laughs> you say. totally should. You really, really should. You should do it. Just do it. it the hardest part, the hardest part is deciding that you're going to do it and starting. I promise starting, you. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, it just kind of takes over. It just yeah. does. And I, I would love it if you did. I, you got to share that story. Got to share, share that story with I people. Know. Yeah. I, and so much of you, what, what you have said, like resonated with me. Like I have that fear of like, I have no, no idea what I'm doing, but you said something mm-hmm. earlier, like, if you when you love reading them, it's a yes. little bit easier <laughs> than you it, may think. Honestly, if you are a reader, you would be surprised. It, it comes a lot more naturally than you think it will. It really, really does because that that those years and years and years of reading books, it just kind of comes out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I am sending you so many good vibes and I will be crossing fingers and I, I really hope that you do. I really, Thank really do. You. I'm determined. I was like, you cannot let another one pass you. <laughs> no. And those are such good opportunities. They are, yeah. they're just, they're, they're gold really. So where can everyone keep up with you online? Um, I, am on Facebook, my, my Facebook author page. I try to post every day. And so that's, that's the best page. That's the best way to, to contact me and keep up with what I'm doing. I can't promise that it'll be the most exciting information, but I do try to post, you know, pictures of dog walks and what I'm working on writing wise and that kind of thing. So, and I love to talk to my readers. So if anybody wants to follow me there, I'd be thrilled. Well, thank you for chatting with me today. Will you come back? You have to come back. I would love to come back. I have to tell you, I was so nervous. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. No, you were great. I have a podcast. That's what I need. Oh, I just love podcasts. I'm, I'm very honored that you, you had me on and thank you so much. 